This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I know you're getting into the, the online betting stuff mm-hmm. with, with DraftKings. Can you bet on everything? Oh, yeah. I, I was looking at all the sports. It's like ultimate frisbee, badminton. Yeah. Basically every sport you can think of. Cornhole. Is, is it just sports? Because, I mean, forget the NHL, forget the NBA. Heck, even forget the, the uh, provincial election we had yesterday. The showdown of the week has to be what happened at the 2022 Scripps Spelling Bee. The what? The Spelling Bee. The National Spelling Bee down in the U.S. This was intense. (laughs) It went down to a spell-off. This doesn't happen too often. So spell-off. You each get 90 seconds to spell as many words as you can. It came down to a 14-year-old, Harini Logan, versus a 12-year-old, Vikram Raju, and this is what happened. Hantish. H-O-T-T-I-S-H. Malbrook. M-A-L-B-R-O-U-C-K. Ornithorhynchus. O-R-N-I-T-H-O-R-H-Y-N-C-H-U-S. Nyandabai. N-A-N-D-U-B-A-Y. Morhen. M-O-O-R-H-E-N. Vikram, during the spell-off, you correctly spelled a total of 15 confirmed correct words. Pretty good. Harini, you correctly spelled a total of 21 confirmed correct words. Wow, Harini dominates. Harini, you are the 2022 Scripps National Spelling Bee Champion. Congratulations. Wasn't that exciting? Were those English words? <laughs> not only could I not spell them, I've never heard of them, don't know what any of them mean. I, I couldn't even repeat them, I think, after they were said out loud. I know, it made my oranatharyngus hurt <laughs> just listening to that. I want to see you peacock, Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. And it's all about the fan experience now. People are back out there going to sporting events and they're looking for new revenue generators. And professional golf has an interesting idea, Dev. Yes, at the RBC Open next week, there will be a first-of-its-kind viewing experience available to fans, and that will be what they're calling Skyline Seating. This is from the Score Bet, and what it is is basically 22 people get put on this platform. They have really nice seats. You can have uh, some food, some drink, and they're going to lift you up on a crane and put you 100 (laughs) feet in the air so you can watch the first hole and the 18th hole for 30 minutes. Oh, you only get limited time because my question was, is there a bathroom on the crane? Uh, well, Couple depending on bottles. your 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 view of the open sky, there is and maybe there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, if you believe. <laughs> Might want to wear Depends before you get on the crane just in case. I don't know as a fan on the ground if I'm comfortable with people being up in the sky over top of me at a sporting event. Yeah, I'd be less worried about the, the bathroom situation if I'm in the air as opposed to if I'm in the ground. You might want to be bringing an umbrella if you're going to be on the ground and you're underneath the skyline seats because accidents do happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be for 22 people. They will be harnessed into seats. And as I said, it's for 30 minutes. So for me, I mean, I'm not... a I'm not afraid of heights. It just seems if you're stuck in a spot and you can only move a little bit, can you see as much as you want? I mean, it sounds neat. sounds kind of cool, but 
I don't know if I'd really want to do this. It kind of depends on the price because you probably can't see the ball that well depending on how high you are up in the sky. But there are a few things more beautiful than the aerial view of a, of a really nice golf course. That's there is true. something to be said about that view. Yeah, you'll feel like you're on the blimp. Yeah. They are going to be at uh, St. George's Golf and Country Club in Greater Toronto. It's a really nice golf course, so if you do want that view, you're going to get it. I mean, they're going to pack in a lot of people. This starts at 9 a.m. next Thursday, so with 30-minute increments, they're going to be able to fit in a lot of extra people. So you're going to have to buy a ticket to go to the uh, the tournament, and then you're going to have to buy another ticket to go up in the air. It's a pretty good deal for, for the, the organizers anyway. Can I bungee jump off the side of it just to keep things interesting? <laughs> if you have enough money, I think you can pretty much do anything you want. Ka-ka! This is the Taz and Jim podcast. You know whose self-esteem probably isn't very high today? Steven Del Duca. Mm. That was tough, man. As I was watching last night, the results come in. You had uh, Del Duca and his family sitting at a table doing the same. Oh, boy. Yeah, daughters, wife, all sitting there kind of deer in the headlights like, oh, my God, how much longer do we have to do this before we can just turn the lights off and go home? Yeah, it'd be funny if they cut back and they were all just under the table (laughs) hiding from the camera. Please. It was a big PC victory last night in Ontario. 83 seats uh, during his victory speech. PC party leader... And still, Premier of Ontario. Wrestling's not fake! Doug Ford called for unity. We had, we had to admit our mistakes. We had to build back confidence. And that journey, it's not over. I'm the first to admit that there's more work to be done. But tonight's result, it proves that we're on the right track, that this approach is the right one, and tonight's results proves that this is how we get things done, by being inclusive, by focusing on what unites us, and being ready to work with anyone. I think that is Doug Ford's appeal. He's talking about admitting mistakes, uh, being accountable. He doesn't really come off like he thinks he's better than everybody. He really digs into that that blue-collar mentality, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he tries to be really... Even though he's a multimillionaire and comes from a super rich family, I think he tries to... He plays it up. Well, look at his his campaign slogan. Get it done. (laughs) It's like the classy version of Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. You don't want gendered language in your political slogan, so get it done. Get her done. (laughs) Just like they changed the lyrics to O Canada. They (laughs) they had to change get her done. And it did just beat out just give her. Just give just give it. Give it. (laughs) Just give it. Just giving it. Would you like to go out for a rip, buddy? (laughs) Still for a rip, are you, bud? <laughs> Buddy, shall we go for a rip today? And when we when we keep the party inclusive, we can all go out for a rip together. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a big night for uh, for Doug Ford. He looked pretty happy. Uh, unfortunately for the Liberal Party, uh, only eight seats for the Liberals. It was not a good day for the Liberal Party, if you can call them that, because I don't think they, uh, they don't even qualify now for official party status because of that. Hmm. 
That's not good. <laughs> yeah. For just, them. I can see you're thinking, I don't know exactly what that means, yeah. but it doesn't sound yeah, good. I'm like, does that mean, I don't know enough about <laughs> politics, but I bet you there's a lot of frowning going on. Kudos to anyone who actually went to the polls and voted yesterday. Voter turnout was not great. So if you were involved, whoever you voted for, good on you for exercising uh, your right to vote. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is a feel-good story that's gone viral. There's a woman in California who got a free couch on Craigslist. That's not the end of the story. I was going to say, whoa! Pretty sweet, though. (laughs) Free couch. I can't complain about that. Uh, She got it home and noticed there was something a little weird about one of the cushions. Discovered that there was $36,000 cash (sighs) hidden inside the couch. So now you got a little dilemma going, right? Mm-hmm. Do you keep it? Yes. <laughs> okay, no dilemma. Done. I do feel bad. Yeah, this is something every once in a while, something will be donated to Goodwill, it'll be an envelope of $10,000 that a grandma shoved in there to be safe because she doesn't trust the banks or something. Obviously, the woman returned the money. I don't think if she kept it, she'd be oh. calling the local news station. <laughs> Guess what I just made out with? Like a bandit. Her name is Vicky Umoto, and she is uh, she's very uh, honest, obviously. Here she is talking about what it was like to find that cash. We pick it up. We brought it in. I felt something. I thought was, it was a heat pad. I was just like telling my son, come, 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 come. I was screaming, come, come, come. It's money, it's money. I need to call the guy. Need to call the guy. She called mm. the guy. Turns out, old eccentric uncle. Okay. Had money hidden all over the house. Family said, yeah, we found money like in the walls and we found money behind uh, other furniture. Uh, thank you. They've paid for a fridge. They bought the lady who returned the money a fridge worth around 3000 bucks. Nice fridge, apparently. Not bad. Yeah, but you'd think before you sold the couch, if you had a money hiding in sector, you can't call But they didn't find the other money until after they gave the couch oh, away. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Damn. I'm, a, I'm also surprised these eccentric people, why do they have so much money left over, you know, if they're so crazy? You know, like often you'll see people, they'll, they'll bury money beside a fence post at their, far, their farm or something like that. Yeah, where's like, that? That happened to a friend of mine who was building a fence. And oh, it's, I thought you've been burying money. Let's put out a treasure map. Go I, find that no, stuff. I got about $46 <laughs> hidden around the house, mostly falling down couches. Yeah, it would be fun, though, if suddenly you realize that you, you, you agreed to clean out your uncle's place after he died and you start finding cash everywhere. I think that's why people do clean out hoarders' houses, just knowing right. how disgusting it could be, but you never know. And that's why people love estate sales, too. Yeah. You're looking for this, and they're not giving the money back, so kudos to this lady for being honest. Have you ever found cash hidden in a house, dead relative, moved into a new place, previous owners, had some cash stashed somewhere? Let us know, one taz and jim This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Earlier in the show, we were talking about a woman who got a free couch off of Craigslist down in California. When she got home, she found that there was $36,000 USD hidden in the couch, did the right thing, returned the money. Not everyone would do that. We asked if uh, any of you have stories that are similar. Found money. What would you do in that situation? Well... Tim is on the line. How you doing, Tim? 
Oh, not bad. You had something similar happen to you where you found some money because you were renovating a house? Yeah, so uh, we're contractors, and uh, a friend of the family about my parents' age had hired us to uh, renovate this house. He had just returned home, and it was it was kind of like an old house he had just basically bought for the purpose of renovating, and um, it was owned by an old guy. I think he had passed away. So it was like an all furnished. The entire house was like left as it was. Right. And we were, we're gutting this thing and I'm in the ceiling, ripping the ceiling down and a bag of American cash falls out, probably about 10 tons. And we're just like, wow, like, where did this come from? What did the bag look and like? Was it just a grocery bag? Yeah, was it a grocery bag? Was it a duffel bag? Was it a sack with a money no. sign on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was just a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah. So, so right away you knew what it was. Yeah, so we're just staring at this American cash, and I, my brother's like, immediately like, oh, like, we're keeping it, we're keeping it. I'm like, no, no, like, there's no way. I said, you know, like, if we give this back, I said, he's going to share it with us if he just bought this house. It's literally in the walls. It's found you know, money. Literally right. found money. So we're arguing, and I, I keep digging. So we went back to work. Another bag. Another, like, $10,000 falls out of the ceiling. And then a whole bunch of foreign money, like, like stuff from Peru, Costa Rica, and all these foreign currencies in big stacks. Like there had to be about a total of thirty thousand. Hmm. And again, my brother didn't want to. He's like, "Oh, like we we should we should keep this and all of that." I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> and so it was a very stressful day. And then we are continuing to rip the ceiling down, and the owner's passport falls out. So the guy had bought the house, thought it was an idea to stash all this money away, and. uh yeah, so, we so you back. gave the money back. <laughs> Luckily, you oh, found yeah. that passport because otherwise, yeah, exactly. if, you, if you had kept the money, he would have known who took it. And, oh, yeah, I know. And you would For have sure. lost the job. Wait, is this guy? I, pro- I probably he, would have disowned my brother. <laughs> is he a secret agent or something? What's he doing with the, the passport and the foreign currency? Is he, I don't know. Is Just he part of the Treadstone, the Treadstone project? <laughs> Born ultimatum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just traveled a lot, you know, and uh, he had all these currencies from all these different places he had been, but like large amounts of it. <laughs> so the guy did not give you any of the money? No. But it no. wasn't his money. He bought the house and the old homeowner whose money and passport it was had passed, right? Is that the understanding? No, no. no like it, it was, this it was, was the, the new homeowner. So he the moved in and then he immediately put $30,000 yes. in the hole? That's like a, that's a weird it, move. That's something you do and forget about. Yeah, something's up with that guy. I don't know. I don't trust him. How many passports and, fell like, out? He knew we were gutting the house. Yeah, it was almost so was a like test. a test. This is candid camera stuff here, man. I know. Hmm. He was well, you setting the you up. He I did. was setting you up. <laughs> I just remember that day. It's probably one of the most stressful days of my life because me and my brother were at it because I didn't want to keep it. And he was dead set on like keeping it. And I was like, no, we can't. It's got to go back. Well, <laughs> that it's not right. Yeah, that's that's so. how it works. Every family has one good brother and one bad brother. That's exactly how it was. <laughs> I'm the keeper brother. <laughs> yeah, kudos to you for being the good guy, Tim. Thanks for telling the story, buddy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We uh, were just talking to Devin Peacock about this new skyline seating that they're going to have at the RBC Open, St. George's Golf Course in Toronto. <laughs> it's uh, VIP seats. They have an entire, it's like a luxury box, and they just lift it up on a crane. Above the golf course. I, I didn't picture it the same way that they're going to execute it here. You're sitting at a bar, 
And inside the bar, there's uh, hospitality staff, so servers. Looks like a chef over here talking to some people about the food. They're not strapped in. I would say, yeah, yeah, all those pictures for sure. I would say it looks like a cross between the Canada's Wonderland drop zone ride and a yes. pedal pub. that You pedal around a town. It's right. like a bar on wheels. A the, bar that's on what a the bike. Seats look like around the side. Yeah, you're strapped in. And and you get to have a drink while you're up there 30 minutes at a time. I don't know, man. I, I definitely don't want to be the first one to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Think right? of the lawsuit for your family, Taz. Don't yeah, be selfish. Right. <laughs> Think of your this life insurance money. policy. And I hope there's signs that say no horking as well. because <laughs> It would be tempting from up there. Just to see how long it would take to hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one of the reasons why I don't think I'd do this. Do you see what happened down in the States? The uh, the hot air balloon that got hit by the train? Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Trying to figure out how, how that one this? works? Yeah, yeah. Is the train going over a jump? This is the problem with a hot air balloon. You kind of go where the wind takes you. And the wind took a hot air balloon. This video's gone viral because uh, mom and, and her kids were filming the hot air balloon. And it went, as it was coming down, went got blown right in front of a train. This is pretty intense audio, but have a listen. Don't worry about us. We're just chasing hot air balloons. It's right above the tracks. Oh, why is it so close to the train? It's going down. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I told you. I told you. Jeez. Yeah. This is uh, the same woman describing what she saw to the local news station. At first I saw the train and then I saw the hot air balloon be sucked down by the wind of the train. And then when it popped back up, I saw the basket was gone. I saw things dangling and I'm like, they fell out of the basket. Oh, man, I've always wanted to go in a, a hot air balloon, but they are the worst, the least agile vehicle ever invented, you know? There's hard, not much you can do. Hard to do a sharp turn in a hot <laughs> air balloon, Jim. Just really asking for trouble. You got a train coming at you. Oh, boy. This was in Wisconsin. The good news is that uh, the people who were in the hot air balloon that got hit by the train... Mm-hmm. Uh, again, speaking of insurance, I don't know. Would your insurance people even believe you if you called them and said, hey, I got a claim. I got hit by a train while I was in a hot air balloon. Uh, they were okay eventually, but they did have to go to the hospital. They were released the next day. That's best case scenario. Yeah, they've got one hell of a story to tell, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Time for sports, Taz and Jim. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, of course, with us as well. And Dev, is this the beginning of the end for the Edmonton Oilers here? I think it is. 4 nothing was the final score last night in Game 2, and now Colorado has a 2 nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, the, the, the Avalanche just looked so good last night, so strong, and they did it with their backup goalie in net because uh, they're still missing Darcy Kemper due to injury. So uh, if, if you're the Edmonton Oilers, I, I would be feeling a little bit nervous right now because you did not have the response like you had in the last series. In fact, throughout the entire playoffs, they have lost the first game of the series, but they've been able to bounce back after that. They didn't do that last night. Colorado was in complete control and um, they've been very strong on the, the, the road as well this year. They're undefeated on the road, the Colorado Avalanche. So if you're the Edmonton Oilers, you need to win game three because Colorado is just a different animal than what they've faced so far. 
Jim Kelly's sweating over here. Jim, you got a, a little money riding on the Oilers? I did. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's, not, it's not over yet. It's not, not over until it's over. That's why they play the games. Yeah, and I, I did it like a week ago uh, on DraftKings, and I told my buddies, and they're all like, you're stupid. Colorado's going to win this series. <laughs> How much? What are we talking? I only put five bucks down on it, but it pays 17 because they're the underdogs. Okay. So I took the underdog. We'll see what happens. Yeah, what's this even money stuff? You don't want to win your money back. If you bet on Colorado, you'd win like $4 back or something. So, you know, I'm going for the long shot here. You never know. I mean, you you play the series for a reason. I didn't think Edmonton was going to win last uh, series. And so, hey, I mean, anything could happen. uh, But I do think Colorado's going to win this. Edmonton is too good. Connor McDavid is too good to go down without a fight at this point. You don't get to this level by just rolling over. It's just Colorado is just so strong, so balanced, so fast. They move with so much purpose. Uh, they're, I think, just so difficult for Edmonton to get a handle of. And it was proved that way in the second period because they had a, a couple goals in quick succession. It was th- Those are just backbreakers. They break your will, and they sort of broke the Oilers' will last night. Can we switch to basketball for a second? I'm thinking of my uh, gambling. <laughs> well, this is degenerate radio. What do you got, Taz? <laughs> did the Celtics win? Because I they did good. win. They won. Hey. Wow, comeback victory! I went to bed in the third. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you bet on the Celtics, you bet uh, big yesterday because not only did they win, but they had the most lopsided fourth quarter in NBA Finals history. They came from behind it when they were down by 12, and then they ended up winning by 12. So they outscored the, the wow. uh, Warriors 40-18. to 18 in the fourth quarter. They had a monster fourth. And uh, like when I went to bed, I thought Golden State was comfortably ahead. Uh, But no, uh, they kind of choked it away. Now, hold on a second. When I went to bed, Stephen Del Duca and the Liberals weren't doing well. (laughs) Did they come back as well? Uh, no, the, the Stephen, De, the, the liberals, I don't even know what the equivalent of the liberals would be. I mean, uh, it's, it's like the, uh, the, the, the generals facing the, uh, the globetrotters, the, uh, the, 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 the globetrotters. I think the generals do better than the liberals did last night. At least, at least they keep it close. So people in the crowd are interested. Oh, Listen, wow. uh, Stephen Del Duca really embarrassed bald men everywhere with the uh, showing last night. Uh, yeah. He didn't even win his own writing. I, I, as, as a bald man, I was really disappointed by that. Cuckoo! This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.